Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Spawn on Me's Some More Thoughts, Episode 2. This is Kylie Adams, chilling, chilling, chilling here in the PDX, hanging out uh, with you all at home. Thank you so much to all our Patreon subscribers who are making this possible. Uh, if you are a fan of what we're doing, make sure you check us out at patreon.com slash spawn on me uh, to hear more episodes like this early uh, and then be able to get some goodies of things behind the scenes as well. Make sure you're checking out our uh, newsletter, which is doing really, really well. Um, I'm surprised uh, just how well things are going over on that front. Um, it's been really fun to be able to kind of dig behind the scenes again and talk to folks about things that I'm thinking about and uh, little tips and tricks on how to get things started for yourselves. So I have a lot of things on my, on my mind this week. Uh, it's been a really dope week in terms of content that we've been putting out. Uh, we had Tommy, Tommy R. Jenkins on uh, the previous week, and then we had uh, Chris Manning, LD2K from the NBA 2K community, uh, rocking with us this past week. And it's been really cool to be able to kind of dig into various aspects of the gaming world and have so many people really love and give us good feedback about what we're doing here. And that has been super cool. So thank you everybody who has been listening um, and who's been giving us good words or giving me good words about how this is all going. So it makes me uh, really excited for 2020. Uh, we're wrapping up 2019. It's rapidly approaching the end of the year, uh, which is still trying to figure out how we're going to do our end of the year show um, a little bit. Um, uh, not, I'm not going to say worried because I don't want to miss it. I just want to make sure that we do do it well. Uh, so I'm not sure if we're going to snag some folks to be able to bring on to that, which I kind of would love. It would be fun to be able to kind of have folks to come through and share some good words about their 20, 2019 uh, as we close out the year. Um, a couple of things that are on my mind this week. Uh, there was a lot of hubbub around not only uh, Phil Spencer talking about VR on the Xbox, but there was also talk about a newer console coming out from the Microsoft team that is going to be their version of the Xbox One S that will drop with the newest console, Scarlet, AKA Anaconda. Uh, I, I don't know where, I don't know how you go from, Scorp, from Scarlet to Anaconda. You went from Scorpio to Scarlet to Anaconda and there's no Nicki Minaj in any of that, which is really disappointing uh, because it would be dope to see her twerk out a new console. Uh, that would be actually pretty fucking dope uh, to be able to see that happen in real terms. Um, so the newest box that they're going to try to drop the Lockhart is interesting. It is a lower spec machine uh, that's going to be um, going out supposedly alongside the Scarlet. I keep calling it Scarlet, the Anaconda. Um, and they're going to supposedly launch around the same time. So uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, they were like, what do you think about the prospect of this? And I was like, I think this is a mistake. And it was a little bit different than the conversation we heard with the, well, actually it's kind of in the same line with the conversation and my feelings around Phil Spencer talking about not wanting to, or not really giving a lot of um, energy to VR in the new Xbox because, uh, you know, We've seen Sony kind of take over that space in a real way with PSVR. I work in the VR space at my at my actual job. So it's interesting to see everyone get hot and bothered about about VR when VR is still a very much work in progress piece of tech, even though it's been in the space for about 10 to 12 years or so. 
um, but it just hasn't caught on in the way that people have wanted it to catch on. So it's been, you know, interesting to see Phil kind of pop up and say, you know, one, we're not really digging or, or thinking about VR in a real way. And also seeing people really get upset with him about being like, we want VR in our Xbox. And I was like, yeah, I don't really, uh, people say that they want stuff. And then when they get things, they don't pay for it. But when those things come to market, they don't buy it. So I'm never really uh, buying into the idea though, that when the internet sees a thing and their eyes get really wide and then they see it and then they really say that they want it, that they're actually going to put put money towards it. Um, it happens in, in some spaces, but tech is very weird in that way, where if it's a thing that people are hot and bothered for, you need something to galvanize people around. And it was interesting because Valve's new uh, Half-Life VR game seemed to be that thing that everyone was kind of pushing towards. But I would say that that's going to be a bigger boon for, for PC than it would ever be on console anyway. Like, it would be cool if you pulled over to uh, PSVR in some way, but the fidelity that you're going to lose in between that transition doesn't really make it worth it for Valve or really for, you know, the, the Half-Life franchise. You want that thing to be as pretty as possible so that people give a shit about it. So you piggyback off that sentiment and that conversation into the idea around Lockhart. And I think that dropping two consoles at the same time again, or not even again, because the, the Xbox One dropped and then the Xbox One X came out much later than the Xbox One. But dropping these two SKUs at the same time is definitely going to cause confusion. And I feel like for a company who I would say is absolutely in the driver's seat right now going into next gen because they've gotten really good press about what they're trying to do. I would say that Game Pass right now is the best bargain in all of gaming. And it pulls in so many various parts of the of their ecosystem really well. They are on Windows. Windows is everywhere. Xbox has been behind for most of this generation and they needed something that was gonna spark people's uh, want to kind of buy new hardware and dig back into their game ecosystem. And Game Pass has been that thing. Like no one has had a bad thing to say about, about Xbox Game Pass so far from what I can tell. And for them to, to lose that doesn't make a lot of sense. So, I would say that them jumping into this space with another skew, one that is going to be lower spec when they're already touting that they're going to have the most advanced machine, gaming machine, gaming console in the market whenever they decide to drop in holiday 2020. Why pull another version of a machine into that space, even if it's just going to be an all digital box? Why not put that thing out and six months later, even five months later? I mean, it's one of those, you know, you know, two months later, like who knows what the great time frame would be to get that thing out into the world. But I feel like you're just going to confuse consumers in a way that doesn't need it. And also you, all that money could be going directly into Project Scarlet slash Anaconda. You want as many people buying that new box at whatever price point, because we don't know what that price point is. And if it's not going to, it's, I'm assuming it's going to be a 499 price tag. So having a, an, ex, an expensive box in the system and then having that in between uh, kind of lower end box in there, I could see a whole bunch of people who kind of missed the boat 
with this one or who decided to pass on Xbox in this generation maybe going for that that lower skew box because uh, we don't know exactly when PS5 is going to drop it seems like they're going to be competing for space around the same time more than likely so uh, I, I I'm, I'm, I don't understand this, this move it's really weird to me I don't get why you would do it I don't see the benefit of it especially when to a certain extent and we didn't get to get a chance to talk about stadia stuff but i feel like the conversations around stadia have soured the soured the well or poisoned the well a little bit around digital too where if you're screaming about stadia is going to chew up all this data on my box and in my cable or my internet plan i should say digital takes a huge chunk of that too but people don't really think about it in those ways because I think, you know, I am I am of a different set of consumer here. Most people in the gaming press are very different in the way that they use their internet only because they are constantly downloading games for review and, 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 and playing a whole bunch of stuff way more than, than, than the normal consumer is. So we're anomalies in this whole space. So I can't, you can't use me as, as, as an example in that same way. Because um, I, I definitely chew through my terabyte of data on my Xfinity account almost monthly because um, I'm downloading a whole bunch of stuff plus patches and all the other things. And I'm playing on my PC. I'm playing on my, on my console. I'm streaming movies. I'm doing all those things, right? Then you have the digital sales market, which is, I think, doing fairly well still. Like, I think it's not. I don't think people have kind of reverted back to saying well all this data is being chewed up but i'm just going to go buy physical games i think people who are buying physical games now just are afraid of the services dying and then them not having their games anymore which is reasonable but i don't think that that has changed the the way that the market has looked at those kinds of sales so uh in a recent interview uh with the verge xbox chief phil spencer refused to comment on rumors of the two consoles for the next gen xbox uh, he says, I would say learning from Xbox one generation, uh, we will not be in a position. We will not be out of position on power or price said Spencer. So if you're my, if you remember the beginnings of this generation, we were a hundred dollars more expensive and yes, we were less powerful. And we stated projects Scarlet with this leadership team in place with the goal of having market success. Um, I don't know yet. I wonder how that's going to play if this winds up being the true story when it sounds like it's true. I don't think that The Verge would push this, put this out. It doesn't seem like a rumor. More people have kind of corroborated this is going to be a thing. I don't know why Phil would kind of... I mean, I know why Phil wouldn't say what he would need to say in that moment, but it is also kind of weird that he got caught a little bit with his cookie in the, in the, in the, in the cookie jar, hand in the cookie jar. So it'll be really, really interesting to see how they position this information if it does and when it does wind up coming out that this is going to be a part of their ecosystem. Um, I, I, I am excited for it. Like, I think that there are parts of that ecosystem that are going to be good for some people. I think it's good to, to have multiple SKUs in terms of a price version, but I still think that it's going to be confusing to people and i still think it's gonna when you're taking the people who are less educated about the process and about you know what's in the market some kid is gonna have their parents go out and buy the thing and be mad at it's not the one that they wanted 
um, and they're gonna just be upset about it and have to go through the whole rigmarole of taking that thing back and then paying more money. So I'm not sure. Um, I think it's a bad move. I don't think they should do it. I also don't think they should jump into the, the, the VR space at all either. It's not really worth it. Let Sony rock with it and then see on the next cycle if you want to come in once the market is better and you've gotten your tech smaller. That's, that's a huge part of you know tech adoption right now, especially in the VR space, is that VR has a stigma about looking stupid when you wear it. It's still one of those things that is, is large enough on your head that is prohibitive for some people. Um, and to be honest, the games aren't necessarily there. There's like two or three VR games that I would really recommend to people if you're really into VR. Um, there's some great VR experiences, but like VR as a whole isn't really hitting in that same way. So we'll see what Microsoft does. We'll keep you uh, learned up on all this to see what's gonna happen. I'm hoping that we'll be able to get to have some folks on Spawn on Me at some point from Microsoft's camp to talk about next-gen uh, next uh, next consoles. You know, they're really hard at that point to get people on a show like ours to talk about that stuff because we're still small. Um, but I'll be excited once it drops, though. I'm really excited for the fact that them getting themselves back into the race in a real way. And I'm also really excited to see what's going to happen with the PS5. No one has anything besides the the weird uh, dev box that people keep talking about that we still don't 100% know if it's an actual dev box. So lots of things coming down the road about Anaconda and Lockhart. Uh, again, we'll see when that stuff drops. Um, an interesting other story that came out this week uh, was all about a new game from the folks who published Cooking Simulator and Car Mechanic Simulator. They are making a game based around the Lord Jesus. Uh, they're making a game called I Am Jesus Christ. Uh, and it showcases uh, some of his, uh, I guess, greatest hits from his New Testament miracles that, that, that happened within the world. Uh, Supposedly, um, I have to say off the bat, I'm an atheist, so I don't know. I think Jesus was a real dude. I just don't think he had magic powers. But I think that this is going to be an interesting way that they depict this thing. Um, and, and it's funny, actually, because one of the first things that they show is this kind of uh, first person, first person view of Jesus. But you only see his hands. So he's like literally laying hands on people. He's like turning water into wine. He's like, you know, walking on water. He's 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 making people who were sick uh, well again. He's like spawning fish into the world with the worst gross fish sound. It was super wet and slappy uh, in the <laughs> in the, uh, in the in the trailer, which is really really weird. And then it's also bugged out because it's like it goes through the process of crucifixion, and then it also. Uh, right at the end shows his resurrection and I I just don't know what like what is gameplay gonna be like are you gonna go through the process of the whole crucifixion like are you gonna go through the trial period you're gonna go through you know walking through the streets with a cross on your back are you gonna do like and what does that mean for gameplay are you gonna is it gonna be like a rhythm game you're gonna be like Jesus Jesus Christ Superstar the rhythm game like who knows what this thing is going to wind up being. And I'm just like, I don't know. You're going to like 
fight the devil? Like, are you going to kick him out of heaven? Like, what's the, what's the, and who, how do, how do you depict God in this, right? It's like J Jesus and God mode all together in one, in one game. One of the most, <laughs> one of the most interesting parts, to be honest, about all the stuff that, that gets kind of shared in this, in this, in this trailer. Uh, and the thing that kind of brought the most fervor or furor, I should say, uh, for most of the folks that I know in the space was like, Jesus had the whitest of hands and he was very, very white in the game. Uh, it was funny because the first thing it did was made me think of this. Jesus it was a white man too, but you, you know, it's like we have, he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Yeah, it made me think of that clip from Megyn Kelly from Fox News way back in the day. It made me laugh really hard because people were like the jokes that were on the trailer on YouTube were fantastic. They were like, worst game ever. We already saw the ending. What the hell? It takes three days to respawn. What is up with this? I can't front. I, as a person, after watching all the Watchmen episodes and now understanding what the real God looks like, I now understand that this game needs mods really really bad like i want there to be uh i want to make i want to make jesus black i want to make jesus i want to like his feet to be bronze i want his hair to be woolly i want to i want to run it in third person mode like i want to be able to see jesus like walk on water from behind from the behind camera there's a lot of things that i'm hoping to happen to see like are there going to be is it going to be like dlc are there going to be like jesus microtransactions like will i be able to buy different kinds of fish Will I be able to get different kinds of sandals? Like, what's going to be the thing? You know what I mean? Am I going to get a pimped out Jesus robe? Like, is there going to be things that I'm going to be able to do in this game that I should, that I would want most games to be able to do? I want them to 2KFI some of it <laughs> in some ways. It's got to be like a, a Jesus slot machine or something. Something. They got to do it for me. And I feel like that would be the, the best version of what that game could possibly be um i'm 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 one of the people who definitely wants to play this and then not and, and not even to clown on it i know i'm making fun and not to clown on it because i i would love to actually not even just play the game but i would love to have the folks on the show because i'm curious about what the motivations would be with the background that you have in making games like you make cooking simulator car simulator and, and I'm mad that they didn't go with Jesus Simulator as the name for this game uh, because that would have only made it more epic and more and, and much better um, in that respect. But like, I, I'm just thoroughly interested and confused and uh, just want to know more about what this game is supposed to be. So if there's anybody who's out there who's working on I Am Jesus Christ, like I, I am excited to see this. This is going to be hilarious when people stream it. I think there's going to be so much conversation around this. Like, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where people are going to be super hyped for it. I would also love to see what folks in the Christian community would, would, would think about this because it feels weirdly blasphemous in some ways that they're making money off this game from Jesus. But again, there's a whole, whole bunch of conversations about what's, blas what's blasphemous and what people will get away with when it comes to, you know, invoking the name of Jesus and invoking the name of Christ and invoking God and all those things for money. Um, so that's a whole nother show that I am not 
<laughs> I am not the best person to have run that show, uh, but it would be really dope to be able to have people have conversations about it on our show. Um, the last thing uh, for this episode is some more thoughts. Uh, one that is going to make me a little bit upset because I'm just tired of seeing bad people win. I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say bad people. I'm going to say whack people because I can't say I can't say that the person is bad because I don't know them. I can just say that I've seen their actions and, and see that it is ridiculous that they continue to get the love that they get. So Dr. Disrespect uh, has made a deal with the folks from Skybound who are the folks who made The Walking Dead or at least who co-founded The Walking Dead uh, with Robert Kirkman. Uh, so they're supposed to be doing some version of content that looks like it's going to probably be a show or it's going to be a comic book or it's going to be something that's going to be Dr. Disrespect centered. Um, and I'm, I'm really just annoyed. I'm annoyed and I'm upset. And, and I'll tell you why, because I've had a lot of people, we did our, we did our Dr. Disrespect should be in jail episode and you know shout out to great uh game over what game over greggy shout out to greg miller jesus christ um for sharing that out with the kind of funny community which blew it up a bunch um and you know during that process we had all come back from e3 and you know there was the the infamous bathroom filming thing that he was a part of alongside all the other things that have been in his space the cheating on his wife thing the you know talking in a faux asian and and and, and la of spanish accent like there's been so many different things that dr disrespect has done over the past couple of years but he keeps failing upward but it's not even failing upward he keeps getting rewarded for bad behavior and I'm just really confused by it. I'm disheartened by it. Uh, I'm annoyed by it. I just, it makes me so mad to see people who can literally do anything and have people support them because the persona is one that, that the, 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 the current space finds to be palatable and, um, and marketable, which I find really troublesome as a person who is trying to create content on a smart and thoughtful and nuanced level. And I try to continue to build spawn on me in, in a space that makes sense, not only for, for me as a person who's creating it and who has to live with it every day, but for you at home who, you know, engages with it and, and consumes it. Like I have a respect level for you in a way that I feel like sometimes characters like Dr. Disrespect may not have for their audience. And it still gets rewarded with lots of money, lots of prestige, lots of people giving him awards and, you know, making space and billboards and all this other crazy shit. And I think about it, pulling it back down to, to what we do. And I'm like, if I were to do that kind of content, if I were to flip the script and say, Hey, I'm not going to do content that is smart or, or that tries to make the world better in some form or fashion and just go straight ham and go heal. Like how much more 
you know, listens would be get a week or, you know, if I was always Captain Hot Take and always trying to take the most, you know, you know, unreasonable part of the conversation and blow that and magnify that up. Like how much bigger would our show be? And I'm sure I'm not the only person who thinks about this. I am sure that there are lots of content creators out there who are constantly thinking about reinventing themselves and also kind of selling themselves out uh, for the sake of getting the thing that they've been trying to build bigger. And I'm just confused by it. Like, I wish I had someone who can, who can tell me what the appeal is besides this hyper masculinity shtick that, that is, that is part of what it is, which is also a thing that bugs me a little bit. Like I get the fact that people want to have that as a thing, like, or they, they enjoy that kind of quote unquote comical version of his eighties action guy character. And that's fine. Like, I think that, you know, people play roles and people play characters all the time, but it feels like it's one of the characters that I felt like we had gotten past at this point as a, as a gaming community and as a society, but I know, I know that's not real. And that's the part that bothers me. (laughs) I'm just like, how do we not, how do we not grow past this? Like, how do we continue to let this version of a thing continue to, to rear its head and people spend their hard earned money towards it? and continue to rock that stuff like i've seen that cat shit on twitch constantly shit on games that uh that he gets paid to play and and paid to stream and he still gets love from those companies it's amazing i'm actually really disappointed in skybound about this i get it um it's they're, they're they're attaching themselves to to somebody who is hot right now and I understand that, that that makes sense from a business and marketing perspective, but I'm a little bit disappointed in the fact that Skybound, a company who has made stuff that I really enjoy, has decided to jump on this as a thing that's not that, I don't, it's not that dope. Like, I just don't think it is. Like, I get it. I can understand it from a very, very uh, nuanced perspective, from, from a very cerebral perspective. But like, in terms of the world, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make anybody better. It doesn't offer up anything that's different. It doesn't, it doesn't build people up in, in great ways. It just weirdly just makes people hyped about being hype. I don't know. I'm, it, I know it's going to come off as me being a hater. That's fine. I, I'll, I will take that. Cause I'm not trying to hate. I'm just trying to understand. And I just don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand why people like it. And I hate the fact that this shit makes money. <laughs> and the fact that it will continue to make money until Dr. Disrespect decides that it no longer, no longer wants to be in that spot. Um, if you have thoughts about this, please let me know. I, I would love to understand it from a perspective. If you're a fan of Doc, I would love to understand it. Please you know, tweet at me and tell me what the deal is because I don't get it. Um, but like, okay, he's going to cake again after doing something that should have put his ass in jail um and then literally the internet forgot and literally everybody else forgot and nobody else like is going to say a thing about this and he's continuing to grow um by leaps and bounds because of bad behavior and um i mean i shouldn't be surprised look at the president anyway (laughs) we're about to get up here for uh me some more thoughts episode two uh, we will not have a show next week. 
uh, a Spawn of Me will not be uh, airing next week. Will not be recording, I should say, next week. So the week after that, there will be no show. Um, I'll be down in LA at the at the Game Awards. I'll be hanging out with all the dope folks. I'll maybe say what's up to Jeff Keeley. I know Paris will be there from Gaming Tag Radio. I'll definitely be chilling with the What's Good Games crew uh, and some other folks down there during my stay. And uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, the week post that I may have some content from the show, uh, while I'm down there in LA, but for the most part, uh, there won't be a main show, uh, recording, uh, next week. So, um, let me know what you've been thinking about this. Let me know what you've been thinking about the newsletter information. If it's been good, uh, if there's any feedback at all, just shoot it to us at spawn me podcast at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to get it. It's also, you can fill out the form, uh, the feedback form or the contact form on our website, spawnami.com, um, and send us, uh, information there as well. Again, thank you to everybody who's been rocking with us on Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting us. You have made this show possible and so much more in 2019. Uh, we'll be talking about that before the end of the year specifically, because you have all been rock stars and you have helped me to, 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 to do things I've never thought I'd be able to do and put me in positions I'd never thought I'd be in. Um, and that means a lot to me and my family and I love you all for it. So much love until the next show. Uh, Spawn of me, some more thoughts, episode three coming to you soon. Make sure you're again, checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash spawn on me for this show early. Um, and then we'll be able to talk to you soon. Much love and peace.